I heard God say to me, it's time for you to share your story and you need to start a podcast. Now, listen, I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't, I knew they were like a radio show, right? But other than that, I didn't really know anything about them. So I stood there and I was like, okay. And after probably 10 seconds of processing everything I just heard, I felt this fire ignite and burn inside me like nothing I have ever felt before. That was an amazing moment. And that fire created this need. It wasn't a want, it was a need to really dig in, educate myself on how to do a podcast, not allow the fear of where do I get my guests, right? And just move forward. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Merry Christmas season, Altered Story Show listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders Gutch, and welcome to my season two, last interview episode of 2023, episode 119, Jennifer's. When surrendering means challenging your comfort zone, God's story. And I want to thank you all out there for listening to my show. And I've shared this a lot. I'll share it again. But we're part of the Edify app, one of the world's most powerful Christian apps. And now on Christian Mix 106 and Eternity Ready Radio. And my show is out on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you know what we do. We help Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone. And friends, I cannot believe we're in the Christmas season. I love Christmas and the hope that the birth of Jesus Christ brings to many around the world. I'm also excited to share that I will again be launching a Christmas episode that will feature our Altered Stories Ministry board members, and we will be sharing with you how other countries around the world celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. We also have the blessing of being able to bring to you some beautiful classical Christmas hymns performed by our talented ministry partner, Melissa Holstrom, with Freedom to Flourish KC. So now, friends, let's get this show started. That's what we're here for. And today I'm super excited to bring to the mic a special guest, Jennifer Lee. And Jennifer was referred to me by a special friend, Shay Sparks. And Shay's been on our show a couple of times. She's filled with great wisdom, friends. So I want to give a big shout out to Shay, who also hosts her own podcast show, The Shay Sparks Show. So give a listen. Now, friends, there's so much to share about Jennifer. I'm going to just share a little and let her share more. We have a whole episode here. One of the things I want to let you know is she is a armed robber and abduction survivor. She's also a podcast founder, author, empowerment speaker, and a healing coach. 
And she is the visionary founder, which is the podcast. And it's called I Need Blue Podcast. And now I want to bring her to the mic so she can talk and share a little bit about who she is. So welcome to the Altered Story Show, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, I'll tell you what, gal, you look like you've been in the sun. (laughs) Florida will do that to you. Oh, I know. I'm I'm hoping to make a trip there next year, early part of the year. You know, it's just so good to see, you know, a little bit of that tan. And it looks to me like that sunshine has really still been out there with you. Yes. And what's interesting is I actually was born and raised in northern Michigan, where I lived for about 25 years. So I've gone from snow belt area. Like the last place I lived, we averaged 150 inches of snow a season to beautiful, sunny Florida. I don't think you could ever get me to move back to the cold now, but uh, I can say I've experienced both. You know, you kind of know when it's your time to end that snow. I mean, I think we've migrated from Colorado where it's beautiful, sunshiny all the time, it seems like. But, you know, you get cold, cold. That snows a lot. And then we went to Kansas here and we're moving on up a little north to Missouri. Uh, But I will say it's a little bit more milder than Colorado, but you still don't get quite the sunshine. But anyway... I still hope to someday have more time, spend more time there in Florida too. But it's good to know a lot of people there so that when you come through, you can visit. And I can't wait to do that sometime. Shay and I are not that far apart from each other. So if you come visit Shay, I'm only like 45 minutes away. Wow, we'll have to have a little girls gathering. I would love that. Yes, that'd be fun. So did... I share enough about you personally, or are there some other things besides, I know we're going to go into your God story and you're going to talk to us a lot more about it, but is there anything else personally, like you want, you know, you want to share about yourself that I, I haven't. Well, I have two boys that I'm very proud of. Um, They're both Marines. One is um, still active and I'm going to see him in 10 days. I'm not counting down or anything. (laughs) (laughs) So exciting. Yes. So very excited about that. He's now in North Carolina. And then my oldest son, he did his four years. And so now he's out going to college. But I love being the mom of boys and um, their dad is wonderful. We're no longer married, but, you know, I couldn't have picked a better dad for them. And so that is that is a blessing in itself, right, to be able to say that. And my second husband. Yeah. And my second husband. Our fun fact is we have the same birthday. So we got married. So we celebrate everything November 5th. That's my fun fact. Hey, fun facts are good. And I love that. So thank you for sharing just a little more about you personally. And hey, thank, thanking, thanking your sons for their service to our country. Yes, I will do that. I will do that. Cool. And I honor you as their mama. Thank you. Okay. So Jennifer, as you know, you and I've spoke 
a little bit about why I do what I do and what brought me to where I'm at in sharing these stories. And I'd love to know why you think it's so important for women to share their transformational God stories. Share why you think that's important. Yeah, that's um, simple, but yet complex. It's so important that we know we're not alone. Number one, I think a lot of times we suffer in silence and there's no need to be silent because there is someone, probably many, many people out there who have experienced what you have experienced. Um, And then the last is I end every podcast episode with the saying, you are stronger than you think. I believe that as well. I think that we have more strength than we realize. And truly, our podcasts are about that transformation and coming out the other side. And when you do, you've just proven to yourself, yes, I am stronger than I thought. I got this. And you get stronger, I think, as you get a a little more confident, right? But, you know, telling those stories can be rough sometimes. And I think when you quit thinking about yourself and start thinking about the gift, that you're giving to another person who hears it. I think that helps so much because some of those stories are painful. They can be really painful. And, you know, as I'm writing my book, even I really kind of had to stop a couple of times and wow, I thought I'd work through this, you know, and you're telling a certain part of your story, right? And, you know, maybe you didn't dig into that part of your story as much before, but I do think it's a healing ground. That is for sure. And I know that we're going to heal here, why it's so healing, especially from you. So can you go ahead and share with us when surrendering means challenging your comfort zone? God's story. Can you tell us where that God story began and walk us through it? Sure. Uh, That began in March of 2021. I was getting ready to put my hand on my refrigerator door to get a snack. And it was like something stopped me and almost like slapped me in the head. Like, listen, you need to pay attention here. And I heard God say to me, It's time for you to share your story and you need to start a podcast. Now, listen, I didn't listen to podcasts. I didn't, I knew they were like a radio show, right? But other than that, I didn't really know anything about them. So I stood there and I was like, okay. And after probably 10 seconds of processing everything I just heard, I felt this fire ignite and burn inside me like nothing I have ever felt before. That was an amazing moment. And that fire created this need. It wasn't a want, it was a need to really dig in, educate myself on how to do a podcast, not allow the fear of where do I get my guests, right? And just move forward. So April 1st, I bought my equipment, right? And by May 11th, I released my first episode. And that was my story of surviving armed robbery and abduction. And from there, it just kept going. Like I release an episode every other Monday is my schedule. 
And I know in the beginning, I was sweating it. I was like, okay, God, (laughs) I need a guest. Like, how am I going to find a guest? Because as I went along, I realized it was harder for people to share their story with a stranger, right? With somebody they really didn't know. I didn't understand that intimate connection, the trust that is required. Being a podcaster, I originally looked at it as, okay, national reach, global reach, right? Got to do social media marketing. And about six months in, I realized, wait a second, grassroots. There are stories here in my backyard. I need to get to them. So I started to do networking. I joined Chamber of Commerce, American Business Women Association, um, all these different organizations. You can go on Facebook and a lot of times find free women little luncheons and stuff to network. That was the first time I kind of challenged my comfort zone because I like being behind the microphone like this by myself. (laughs) And now I'm having to stand up in front of a group of people and give my elevator speech of why I'm here and what I'm doing, knowing that for some, I was making them uncomfortable because it was like, oh, here's this girl that's gone through something and I'm feeling something, not really sure what to do with this, right? So... That then led into different speaking engagements. That is where I say I challenged my comfort zone because standing up in front of people I had never done before. And I started out in maybe 10 people and then it went up to 25 people and then 50 people. And my last event was almost 300 people. And so every time I pray to God and I'm like, okay, I'm not choosing to do this, but (laughs) if you want me to do this, I'm going to go out there and share my story because the one thing that is true is somebody or buddy or, or multiple people will reach out to me and say, your story touched me. I understand. I've been there. I appreciate you. Or months later, they'll reach out you know, after they've processed their own emotions that my story evoked in them, or maybe a trigger, like like you said earlier, we have triggers that we don't recognize. They just pop up, poof, right? And so that has been an amazing experience. February, uh, gosh, almost a year now, I published my book, Why I Survived. That has four uh, lived experiences of mine. So it's a memoir. Um, The first story is surviving dating abuse. And so my talk that I did in October in front of almost 300 people, that was the first time I publicly shared my story of surviving dating abuse. It was not something that I talked about. In fact, it was through the courage of my guests coming on and sharing their story that I started to gain my own confidence and my own, okay, I'm not alone. Like, I can share my voice. I can do this. Like, they're strong. I can be strong too. So that's how that came about. And then the second story is the story of surviving armed robbery and abduction. And when I originally started talking about that, there were triggers as well, even though that was uh, 11 years ago now. But I found that now I can spew it off like nothing, right? I've, I've told it so many times. Um, that it doesn't bother me, it doesn't trigger me, nothing like that. So there is a lot of healing that does go behind that whole storytelling thing. The more we share it, the easier it kind of gets to 
to speak it. And then the third story is I was at a conference a year and a half ago in Orlando and was being followed. And he forced himself into an elevator. And that led to a very scary, scary situation. Obviously, I'm here today. But I came out of it. And I feel like that was God's way of saying, Jen, let's incorporate situational awareness. Let's incorporate women's safety on your platform. And I said, okay, let's do it. So now I use that story, um, which is relatable to more people than I realized, um, to talk about our safety. And then the last story is a little bit different. It's about an experience that I had at Virginia Beach years ago, um, where I learned that our purpose is not always our intentions, and that by overcoming our fear and having faith, we can fulfill our purpose. It was so important to me that I end my book on something positive in life lessons that people can take away and apply no matter who they are somewhere in their life. It will be relatable to them. There's a lot there, Jennifer. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and feel free. I mean, if you're uncomfortable, you let me know. Okay. But so you talked about the call out to your ministry and what you're doing now. And it was like, God just, whoa, he just came over you. It was like, Holy Spirit came over you and said, you know what? This is your anointing. This is your calling. You need to do this and you're going to make a difference because of it. And so how strong was your faith then? Do you mind me asking you then? I mean, can you give us a little back story of kind of your salvation journey and kind of what, you know, what, where that, where you were with that when you received this call out to do what you're doing? Sure. That is a journey, I suppose. Uh, You know, when I look at it as a whole picture, I was born and raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic school. Um, and I followed that faith until I got divorced. Um, and then at that point, um, it didn't make me feel good. I still, I've always believed in God. Um, I've always prayed to God. Um, I have a rosary. Um, and I truly like, I, I'm never alone because I know that God is there. Like I have that fundamental belief um, outside of quote religion, right? So I spent many years, I, I found it fun going to different churches because I wanted to learn. I went to a Mormon, I went to a Mormon church. I went to a Baptist church. I went to a Presbyterian church. If people would invite me, I would go. I was like, sure. You know, I was always open to wanting to know what other people were seeking and how they were getting that information. So always curious. I'm a very curious individual. I met my second husband and he grew up going to church a little bit, but not a whole lot, but he wasn't closed mind to it. And so for a while we were like, let's find a church and we would go to different churches, but nothing really felt right, but we didn't give up. Then COVID hit. And so, you know, churches were pretty much closed, but I came across someone in April 
And he invited me to his church. And so I said to my husband, let's go to church. And so we did. And then we invited our friends. And so now we have a church where we go, we like the band, we sing. But for me, I have a journal and I write because God talks to me when I'm sitting there. I don't always hear the preacher because (laughs) I'm like writing. But when God wants me to stop and listen to the preacher, he was like, okay, pay attention now. And then I stop writing, close my book and I listen. So church has just, it's been amazing. It's been, it's a, it's personal for me, right? It's a personal journey. So I really appreciate it for, for what it is and what it provides me. Um, now during the time of like, a dating abuse and the robbery, aside from just being that curious individual that would occasionally go on to go to church with someone, I didn't attend a church. I didn't have a church family. So I did not have that support system behind me like many people do. And that's what they like about church, right? It's a family. So I never had that, but I had God nonetheless. I had God and angels. And so, yeah, uh, that for me, that was enough. That was the strength that I needed um, when I would lay in bed crying. You know, I could feel being wrapped in his arms. And yeah, I was curious, just kind of your backstory of your faith journey. And I do know that Jesus Christ is an integral part of your faith in especially in the season that we're in, you know, it's Christmas season and baby Jesus coming to this earth and the form of God, man, and then transitioning and, you know, doing all the things he was called to do with ministry and God being the father and all of that. So I was just kind of curious when you were going through all these things, did you feel like God was there or, I mean, did you, you know, reach out and, you know, call out to God and, you know, in your prayer time or however, I was, I just wasn't sure how you integrated your faith in your healing there. Correct. So the armed robbery and abduction, the, um, cause there were eight of us, um, and the gentleman, he was saying out loud that our father, And he was praying. And so I was very much a part of that. Obviously, he did get shushed because nobody wanted to disrupt or irritate the robber. Right. But he did. He prayed. And I appreciated that he prayed because if it wasn't for God and his spirit leading me, that situation could have ended up totally different because it was not just about me. There were eight other people, including children there as well. Um, The dating abuse story. What's really interesting about life is uh, I am not immune to making wrong decisions, (laughs) right? (laughs) I've made plenty and I've had to work through my own shame and guilt and forgiveness and all of those adverse emotions that go along with that. And there were times when it would be hard to turn to God. Because you're like, well, I'm not worthy. Like I keep doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I keep doing it and doing it. And it's funny because when I would ask God, I would I would laugh and I'd be like, okay, God, it's me again. And I've done the same thing. <laughs> you know, you have your own personal relationship, right? This conversation with God. And he hears us in our humanity. 
Yes. It's like he takes you as you are, where you are, in the moment you are. And I mean, who is better than that? You know what I'm saying? I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine people wouldn't wouldn't want that. I know. You're right. The um, fourth story, I went to Virginia Beach and it was my first time really being exposed to homeless people. Um, I was there by myself. Nobody knew that I was there, right? I just kind of got in my car and was like, I'm going for a ride. I want to write. I want to sit on the beach and write. That was my whole intention. And when I got there, I encountered these homeless people sitting on benches and whatnot. And I could feel human fear come in me um, because I was like, I, I don't want them to hurt me. I don't really know what they want. I'm by myself, yada, yada. So I would walk along. And, but at the same time, I was also curious because I was like, they have a story. Like what happened that they got to where they are? You know, it was windy and chilly. I ended up not sitting on the beach. I went to a restaurant, had a little meal. And I wrote about my experience at the beach and this, these homeless people, right? Cause it was emotionally, I was emotionally reacting to, um, what I was seeing. And I remember saying to God, I want to help them. And how can I help them? And I had a, a bag with some blankets and I told God, okay, I'll go to a shelter and I'll, I'll drop off my blankets and whatever else I can do. So I come outside and at that time I smoked cigarettes and a homeless man was walking towards me and immediately I could feel the fear set in, but God whispered in my ear and he said, it's okay. He just wants a cigarette. And so I said, okay. So he came up to me and I'll never forget the, the red chapped skin, wind beaten skin. And sure enough, he asked for a cigarette and I said, yes. And I gave him one. And then I looked at my blankets and I said, would you like some blankets? And he looked at me in surprise and he was like, yes, I would. And so I gave him two blankets and then I had leftover food that I hadn't touched that I was just going to take home and eat. And I, I asked him, I said, would you like some food? And he got tears in his eyes and he said, yes, thank you. I said, no problem. And I gave him my food and, uh, I looked at him and I said, please take care of yourself. And he said, thank you so much, ma'am. I said, you're welcome. And I walked away from that situation, learning the valuable lessons that we talked about earlier, that if I would have allowed my fear to basically make me just get up and leave, right? I wouldn't have been able to help these people. And really my intention that day was to go and sit on the beach and write. But my purpose was that I was supposed to give my stuff that I had more of at home, right, to these people who needed it. That was profound. And I carry that with me to this day because there's so much to be learned about having faith and, um, and, and having compassion just for humans. You know, it's, it easily gets distracted. And so I want that chapter to just be a reminder and bring you back into we are all humans and we all are, are God's children and we all, you know, need help. Everybody needs help at some point in their life. Now, I always say, just like the uh, the guy who forced himself into the elevator is, is listen to your instincts. Like if you truly do feel like you're in an unsafe situation, like don't put yourself in danger. You know what I'm saying? Like, like don't do that. It's a, it's a balance. 
Do you know what I'm saying? It's it's a balance. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, you know, last night, my husband and I were walking out of the parking lot where we were parked to head to a pentatonics concert. And there was a homeless man sitting right there at the bottom as you walk out. And I got this check in my spirit just not to stop, but to pray, just to pray for that man. And numerous times when I was in Denver living there and I would walk down the streets, there would be just homeless people here and there and everywhere. And the Lord would impress on me, you know, stop and talk or see if they need something. Or, you know, I just kind of let the Holy Spirit lead me in that way because, you know, I do believe that these things aren't accidents. They're just not accidents. And I do think we have to really be reminded that we could be there or, you know, just to be grateful for where we are. And it sounds like your your book now, what is the name of the book that you've written that's out there, Jennifer? Uh, Why I Survived. Okay, cool. So it's a really, it's got, golly, a lot of different, stories around that. Where are you now in the healing journey from like all of those incidents, like specifically to, you know, the abduction survivor? Are you, are you pretty, pretty over those things? I describe it as I live in a different world because I know those things can happen because they have happened to me. Before that, I, you know, you see robberies or whatever on TV, the movies, and you're like, ah, that'll never happen, right? But no, (laughs) it happened to me. So I don't live in fear. Fear can be debilitating. And I had to fight that, especially initially. I had a lot of fear, a lot of triggers, um, a lot of trauma, uh, especially because they caught the robber. So then I was dragged through the court system, having to see him and testify and all of these other things. So trying to heal from that, it was almost like you would you would kind of get there and then all of a sudden the Band-Aid would be ripped off because I'd have to go to court or something like that. It was very trying. But again, I'm here, right? And I wouldn't change going through that because it brought me to where I am today. I am um, relatable because of the things that I've been through. It makes me relatable to others, a little more diverse, diverse, because I also have some childhood trauma as well. Um, And that's not something that I talk about on my podcast or in my book, but I have that as well. I wouldn't change it. Because it's gotten me to where I am today. And then I have the message of just, you know, don't give up. Forgive yourself along the way, right? I was misdiagnosed years ago with bipolar. Now, with what I know, I think I more so had complex PTSD from childhood trauma. But PTSD 20 some years ago was not talked about. But I I wonder to myself if I would have been treated as such and had the the therapy to go along with that, because I went to therapy, I've always believed in therapy, that my life may have taken a different direction, right? I might have gotten the help that I actually needed instead of living with the stigma of, oh, she has bipolar. But 
that's not what was meant to happen, right? So I take that and now I, I understand complex PTSD. So it was kind of an aha moment, which I loved. I was like, oh, that makes more sense for me, right? But I wouldn't change it. And, you know, the healing process doesn't end. Triggers just kind of pop up out of nowhere. So through therapy, I've learned how to recognize them, how to healthily cope with them. And a big part of that is having my relationship with God, um, the spiritual spirituality side of things as well, and listening. That's the big message God's given me right now is that it's time for you to be still and listen and rest. That's so good. And for you to be obedient and listen to what he says, he will honor that. I really love that. That's why I'm like, wow, I get her on my podcast to share this. This is such a great way to kind of bring into context the whole evolution and, you know, the whole, you know, God's story framework and all of that. And the fact that you also do trauma coaching and, you know, a healing coach. Um, I love that too. And, you know, you go out there and you bravely share these stories of survival. And I would be curious to know if you leaned into the Bible or the Word of God for healing, um, Jennifer. And if so, is there a scripture that you have really been ministered to uh, or ministered, you know, from the Bible that you would like to share with others? Mm-hmm. So I actually, I had a children's Bible. I don't know. Time flies. So let's say seven years ago. And I read that whole thing. I like that it was a children's Bible because like I could understand it a little bit better. And I loved that. It was great. And then I also found this book called The Writings of Florence um, Shavalshin. She's a metaphysicist. So she talks a lot about, she brings in scripture and talks a lot about how the difference between faith and having active faith. And so one thing I always say is I dig my ditches. That's my way of saying to God, you've given me the shovel, right? I'm digging. Whatever you want me to do, I'm digging. I'm digging my ditches because eventually you keep digging, right? And then God just continually um, reveals abundance for you. And not always in the way that you think. So that that's some lessons that I learned is the difference between having faith and active faith. The power of the spoken word is so important. What we put out there in regards to, um, you know, God will save me. Or I don't know. I don't know if God will save me. Do you know what I'm saying? There's power behind the words that we choose when we speak. And that's so important. So that's another lesson that I've taken away. Um, As far as verses, um, I I can't think of one off the top of my head. But what I will say is I always loved the um, make me a channel of your peace. Yeah, we used to sing that in church. I was going to say there's, I think, some worship music around that. Yes. And I love that song. And I loved everything that it said within it. So, and it really is, it's true. We are, 
We are channels. We are a vessel and God and the Holy Spirit, they work through us. So even when I was on that stage, stage sharing my story, I prayed to the Holy Spirit. I was like, okay, I'm going to stand up here and challenge my comfort zone. <laughs> but you, through the Holy Spirit, you help me present this the way that I am supposed to present it. And in all the times that I spoke, I don't think there was like five of them. This was definitely the most formal. But I'll tell you something. When I first wrote up what I was going to say, I gave thanks to my husband and the organization for having me. And then I realized, wait, I didn't put God in there. Like, how did I forget that? So I put God in there. And I, it was empowering because I, I stood before 275 people and publicly gave thanks to God for bestowing the strength in me to be there in that moment, to be vulnerable and share what I have never shared in public like that before. I think the, the, the cool thing, you're growing spiritually. I can see from what you're sharing that you're surrendering your life to your calling and to what God has and wanting him to mold you. And, you know, that's an act of surrender. That's an act of love and wanting God to, you know, work through you in all the areas that, you know, he's gifted you. And so one of the things I wanted to share from the Bible, Matthew, I'm, this is um, crazy, but this is kind of small, um, smaller writing. Um, in Matthew 12, 34, it says, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If we fill our heart with God's truth and God's love, that will come out. So that is the scripture and that is today's scripture from the devotion that I have. And so I think it's always good to put thoughts in our heart that are good. And then your mouth, what you speak, all those things will begin to come out. So anyway, I wanted to share that as we have this, this conversation. I thought you'd probably enjoy that. That's beautiful. Thank you. You know, I, I'm curious as to your thoughts on this. I was at lunch today and we were talking about imposter syndrome. This is going to go tie into the whole surrendering and everything, right? I had no idea what imposter syndrome was until I had a guest a year ago who explained it to me. I didn't realize a lot of people suffer from imposter syndrome and that it can actually stop them from, you know, writing a book or whatever it is that they're supposed to be doing. I didn't experience that. And I realized for me that I was called. So I literally am just doing God's work. I just surrendered uh, and I'm just learning. And that's kind of, that is an aspect of my journey that I have not appreciated. I know, tell us, I'm sitting here with you. I actually didn't even think of that. Wow, that's profound, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's, it's, oh my gosh. Did you ever, did you ever, yeah, did you ever experience imposter syndrome at all at any time in your life? I mean, I would say, you know, having come out of the trauma background and then divorcing God and then coming back to God later on and then surrendering my will to his and then moving ahead in the calling that I have 
in helping women heal through the power of the story and through the Holy Spirit and all those things in that context, maybe of probably at some level I have, but I will tell you that I've just had to keep my focus. I've had to keep my focus on my purpose. And I think having come out of the oppression that I came out of and some of the trauma that was abuse and things like that, I have a freedom. I have a freedom that makes me value things differently and see things differently and live my life differently. So does that kind of answer your question? I mean, we're talking and conversing, but I mean, in that context, I want to make sure I understand what you're asking. Yes. And I love what you shared, especially there um, in the end. It's just the lessons that you have learned and where you are. It's why you're doing what you do today. And I, so I'm looking at you and I love your smile and your energy is just radiating through my computer screen. It's beautiful. Yeah. I, I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And I just want to know if you have any like last words for any woman that may be listening, Jennifer, who's come through very hard things, struggles, survived, you know, but maybe dark in dark place, trying to figure it all out, you know, and maybe new in their faith and, and just growing, trying to heal and push through and understand what, what words do you have that you might want to share? And then also share your book, how people can get, you know, listen to your podcast and, you know, your book, how to get your book and things like that to your resources. I think it's really important for any woman hearing this today, you know, that may be in that place of, you know, darkness even. Yes. And that's why I started the, um, the coaching, if you will, is because I found that not everybody wants to be on a podcast or write a book, but they need somebody to listen. And so I'm that person that will listen. And then I listen to the Holy Spirit, right? And then kind of help to guide you as well. So, but you know, the biggest message is there, there is healing and sharing. I have found that to be so true. You are not alone. You were born special just the way you are. We're our worst critics, right? Going down and finding forgiveness is a huge journey. Forgive yourself. Like I've had to learn to forgive myself. Like I didn't ask for that to happen. You know, yada, yada. Everybody's journey is different. As women, we have unique, beautiful gifts. And I pray that each woman has the ability to let their shine. And for those who are in darkness, it's going to take those of us who are already shining to wrap them in our arms and share our love and our support and our non-judgment to bring them out of the darkness. Because chances are someone has helped us along the way. And it is always our job to continue to help someone else. There is 
always someone who needs our help. Absolutely. And it's usually at the most inopportune time, as you alluded to earlier. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy life to come on the show and share more about your God's story and what you're doing and how God is using you and maybe just providing a light, a beacon of hope to those that may be listening to what we're talking about today. And um, contact info, Jennifer, can you share that? Absolutely. So literally anything and everything you want to know about me, my book, whatever can be found on my website. So it's I need blue, blue is the color, dot net. Uh, You can contact me through there or if you want to just email me directly, it's info at I need blue dot net. Very easy. Awesome. And so friends do give a a look at her website and uh, she sounds like she's got a lot that she's trying to offer to others. And uh, I love her heart for healing and to see others become all they need to be and walking in their full purpose. And friends, we're going to have this episode up on our website. And um, friends, again, thank you uh, this past year for listening to all the God stories that I've shared on the Altered Story Show. I cannot wait to share more with you in 2024. We're going to add a little video and we're going to do a little bit uh, more uh, God story sharing, a lot of different content out there, but it's exciting. And I hope all of you uh, out there really do have a fabulous Christmas and New Year. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 